Most people say they want to age in place, but what does that mean? How reverse mortgage marketing can challenge product myths. And the housing industry urges Jerome Powell to stop raising interest rates or risk an economic hard landing. These are your top reverse mortgage news stories for the week of October 16th. You're listening to Heckam World Weekly, the nation's only weekly podcast for you, the reverse mortgage professional, and now available on a video podcast as well. We have some big news that just came in from the housing and real estate market. In fact, housing industry is urging Jerome Powell from the Federal Reserve to stop increasing interest rates. Now, the top real estate and banking officials are calling on the Federal Reserve to stop the rate hikes as the industry is suffering through a surge in housing costs and what we have is a historic shortage of available homes for sale. In a letter that was addressed last Monday to the Federal Board of Governors and Chairman Jerome Powell, the officials voiced their concerns about the direction of the central bank's monetary policy and its impact that it's having on a very beleaguered real estate market. If you have any realtors, you can ask them how it's going. The National Association of Home Builders, the Mortgage Bankers Association, and the National Association of Realtors wrote this letter, and they said in part to convey Profound concern shared among our collective members that the ongoing market uncertainty about the Fed's rate path is in fact contributing to recent interest rate hikes and volatility. Now I have to add a personal comment here, and that is this. The authors of this letter to the Fed may not be listening. Now, while the market may feel uncertain, the direction of the Fed's measures to curb inflation are anything but. In fact, after the Fed's meeting of the Federal Open Market Committee, or FOMC, on August 25th, Jerome Powell cautioned, we are prepared to raise rates further, if appropriate, and intend to hold our policy at restrictive levels until we are confident that inflation is moving sustainably toward our objective. That further increases of the Fed funds rate may be necessary. So there it is. There's very little uncertainty there. Now back to the article. These groups are asking the Fed to, quote, not contemplate further rate hikes and not to actively sell its holdings of mortgage-backed securities at least until the housing market has stabilized. We urge the Fed to take these simple steps to ensure that this sector does not precipitate the hard landing the Fed has tried so hard to avoid, said the group. Now, the letter comes as the Federal Reserve is weighing just how it should proceed with its monetary policy after raising its borrowing rate 11 times since March 2022. And I would add the trouble with interest rate hikes is there are many effects that often lag behind the Fed's actions. Now, Let's look at the housing market today. The letter says it's suffering through constrained inventory levels and prices that have increased nearly 30% since the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic and sales volumes that are more than 15% off from just a year ago. And the letter does note this, that the rate hikes have, quote, exasperated the housing affordability and also created additional disruptions for real estate market that is already straining to adjust to a dramatic pullback in both mortgage originations and home sales volume. Now, these market challenges occur amidst a historic shortage of attainable housing. In fact, at recent meetings, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell has acknowledged dislocations in the housing market. And during his July news conference, the chair said this, this will take some time to work through and hopefully more supply comes online. Now a note for our listeners, 
the Fed must push down home prices as housing costs associated with median interest rates and imputed rents and mortgage payments, those contribute significantly to the consumer price index, which measures inflation. Today, the average 30-year mortgage rate is now just shy of 8%, according to Bakerate. Now, while the average home price has climbed to 407,000 plus with available inventory at the equivalent of 3.3 months, that's not gonna change. NARA officials estimate that inventory would need to double or at least come to six months of inventory in the market to bring prices down. This next story comes from a very interesting column that I found in Morningstar entitled, Most People Say They Want to Age in Place, But What Does That Really Mean? And I think that's a very important question. And it begins, it says, ask people where they hope to live as they get older, and most will say they want to age in place in their own homes. We know that phrase well in our industry. But that instinct has only increased over the past few years amid the horrific death toll from the coronavirus pandemic, especially for older people living in nursing homes or institutional care. But the phrase aging in place can mean many different things to different people. Jennifer Malinsky, who is a project director of the Housing and Aging Society program, that's at the Joint Center of Studies at Harvard University says, but what does that phrase really mean? And what do you need to be considering if aging in place is in fact your plan? She says, my previous column considered ways how one can tap into their home equity as part of a retirement plan. And that strategy entails a move away from your current location, unless she notes you opt for a reverse mortgage. But she also points out the home is much more than just a financial asset. It's a key component of one's lifestyle, their health and happiness. So she says, let's consider the flip side of the coin, how to evaluate your current living situation with aging in place in mind. So what does aging in place mean to different individuals? Well, one thing that makes that question very challenging is that humans are not hardwired to think about the future or about our future selves. We tend to think about what's right in front of us, our immediate needs and wants, rather than planning ahead for the what ifs. And she also adds, it can be a challenge to get our heads wrapped around the idea of daily living needs as we slow down and we can become less independent, both because it's difficult matter to think about and because we don't even know exactly what those needs are gonna look like for us. Now to start, Malinsky urges individuals to unpack the phrase aging in place. She says, for some, it means never leaving the house they're in. And for others, it means staying in their community, but living perhaps in a different house. And for others, it means anywhere but a nursing home. I think that's for most. Now begin with an evaluation of your physical environment, says Malinsky. A very small share of homes in the US, in fact, are accessible to those with mobility problems, according to a study by JCHS. Just three and a half percent have single floor living, no step entry, and extra wide halls and doors that can accommodate wheelchairs. And that figure actually drops below 1% if you include features like electrical controls that are for recharging from a wheelchair, access to care is another area you need to be considering. If you hope to stay out of an institution, you're gonna need to get health care and long-term care needs met. Also, look at community support. She says it's important to consider what you're gonna need in your community as you do age and whether your current location can actually meet those needs. A very interesting column. I've included a link to it just below this video. 
How reverse mortgage marketing can challenge product myths. This comes from Reverse Mortgage Daily's Chris Clow. And in it, Eddie Herta of Loan Depot shares his experiences on marketing reverse mortgages to seniors at major lenders and how we can better address rampant product misconceptions that are out there today. Chris Clow writes, when it comes to the compliance side of the equation, Herta explains that the, the best way to ensure that marketing strategies are acting within the proverbial goalposts is to be open and transparent what the requirements are. And that's so true. With regulatory compliance, it's very simple. Just stay ethical. Don't be deceptive. The one piece I wish we could change in advertising, for example, are the terms and conditions at the end of the commercial, which is like a wall of text. But if you actually looked at that wall of text, close to 70% of it is just NMLS numbers that are required by state regulators. There you go, regulation. But the column goes on and says, these often come with long URLs compounding the wall of text that tends to sit at the end of a TV commercial such as requirements may be an unfortunate constraint, but a necessary one. And a byproduct of this is that the consumer may actually be turned off or tune out the appearance of legalese that really isn't even legalese, explains Herta. I wish there were some wiggle room in there, but it is what it is, so we move forward. Clow writes that negative perceptions amongst comedians, financial commentators, is really, quote, an easy punchline for comedians. And you can go to YouTube and you can search reverse mortgages and you're going to find some comedians making fun of it or making parody videos about reverse mortgages. And yes, we've all seen those. Now, in terms of what Herta has found, writes Clow, most effective in combating misconceptions, he said, it often comes down to the choice of the language that's being used in that outward facing or public marketing materials. He says, first try to simplify it and make it less complex. It's not a complex product when you just look at it from all of the attributes on their face. And Herta continues, you have the ability to eliminate your monthly mortgage payments and for compliance's sake, in order to do that, you have to maintain your homeowner's insurance, property taxes, and maintain the home. And yes, those are the key disclosures we've seen in the last decade. In that sense, a HECM sounds like an FHA loan, which has similar requirements. Speaking about the features about a reverse mortgage at their face value is important, said Herta. Now, Clow writes, discussions about features can easily overtake discussions about the product benefits. And putting on the benefits, particularly in the long term, at the center of that conversation can be beneficial. Over the course of his career, Herta has profiled the stories of customers and just how they used a reverse mortgage to help accomplish their financial goals and putting in the benefits and use cases at the forefront of certain materials, writes Cloud. Think about all of the different ways that people retire, he explained. The way that I've always viewed a reverse mortgage is just like any financial product, is that it's a tool to achieve an outcome. And so I think the first thing that I would suggest to anyone marketing the product is to really think about your customer experience. And yes, there's a lot that we can do as an industry to improve our communication to the potential first-time borrower. Perhaps that's a topic that we can revisit in the future. That concludes another episode of Hackam World Weekly. Apple users can listen and subscribe on iTunes. We can also be found at hackamworld.com, podbean.com, and we're now on Spotify, as well as our latest video version of this podcast, which you can also view on YouTube. 
Don't forget, this week you're going to want to watch our latest industry leader update episode, why senior homeowners with considerable equity should be concerned about a recent letter that Jerome Powell, the Federal Reserve Chairman, received from the housing industry that urges him to stop raising interest rates. That's a wrap. Have a great week and be sure to return next week for more Reverse Mortgage News on the go.